Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. I, I just I can't tell you how uh, blessed we are uh, in this fellowship. And, um, uh, it, and I believe that the greatest days for us are ahead. And I'm convinced that even this morning that there is no time that we get together that's wasted. That God has a divine purpose. And God's purpose today is for you to live in absolute freedom. I mean, the ministry that he, that he declared when he read from Isaiah was that uh, uh, the Spirit of the Lord being upon him and that he, he was going to preach and, and, and deliver and set the oppressed free. And that's the ministry that we have this morning. He's gifted us here today that if you're oppressed, I'm here to tell you there is freedom. That, that if uh, you have a need, if you, uh, um, you know, whatever it is, I'm here to tell you God is here to meet your needs. That's why we're together. And so um, I was telling, jokingly, telling the staff, I said, you better tell everybody to pack a lunch that first Sunday I'm back. But I really don't have, uh, I'm not going to keep you that long. I uh, find it the older we get, uh, the harder it is to uh, travel. That seven-hour time change is still kicking my butt. And uh, I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning and, Five o'clock in the morning, and uh, you know, going to bed at eight o'clock. But we're here, getting through it, and uh, and uh, I'm just looking forward. I'm looking forward to the fast uh, and our extended worship. That fast, if you've never done it, you, you need to, uh, you know, prepare your heart for it. Break some addictions ahead of time, so that it's easier for you. But uh, that's going to be a time. It's always, always a blessing. So. Let me uh, just share what God's put on my heart this morning. I'm reading from James, the fourth chapter. Am I forgetting anything? Nope, good. Life is good. Um, James chapter 4, verse number 6, it says it like this. It says, but he gives greater grace. Thank God for greater grace. I'm, I, everything he does, he, it exists. It, it, excels it's exceeding but he gives greater grace therefore he says god resists the proud but gives grace to who you want god's grace walk in humility and and it's just something that he gives grace to those that almost says therefore submit to god but resist the devil and he will flee from you it says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, your sinners, purify your hearts, double-minded people, be miserable, mourn, and weep. Your laughter must change to mourning, and your joy, and your joy to sorrow. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. This is talking about somebody who is living an unrepented life, and, and, uh, and just thinking, you know, that everything's all right. And, but God gives grace. The grace of God is upon you. He said, and, and he resists the proud. But what I want to draw on uh, uh, and, and focus on this morning is, it says, therefore submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee. 
If we're talking about um, uh, the age that we live in and the spiritual oppression that surrounds us, okay, the idea of, of that not affecting our lives, it, it has, it will, and it, and it has affected our lives. And the word that I want to bring this morning is that uh, we have an enemy of our soul. And his desire is to keep you oppressed. His desire is to keep you without joy and without peace. And uh, those of us that are believers and that are filled with his spirit, the uh, attack of, of the enemy is upon us constantly. He's constantly trying to gain an advantage. But the scripture declares that if we resist the devil, what will happen? He's going to flee. But there are those, even this morning in the house, that uh, um, resisting him becomes a futile attempt in your life. He constantly is involved in your life. And the reason that that happens to us is because before we can resist the devil, we have got to submit ourselves to God. To submit to God and resist the devil and you'll flee. But if you're not willing to submit yourself and your life to God, the enemy has an open door. The scripture says that he seeks who he may devour. He's like a roaring lion. The only way and the only ability in my life to resist him and watch him flee is being filled with God's spirit. And so the idea this morning as I speak this and those of you that have been baptized and, and starting you know, a, a, a faith towards God. There are spiritual forces at work that you've got to understand that are real. That, that God wants you to overcome. There are issues in your lives, maybe um, uh, thought patterns and, and sinful habits that, that for them to be broken in your life, first of all, there is a submission to God. I believe you've done that in your pursuit of baptism, in your pursuit of faith. But, but I'm here to tell you, sometimes there's generational curses. There's things that the enemy has, it has been a part of your family, maybe through abuse or neglect, and he gets a stronghold and a foothold in your life that has to be broken. And the great thing about it is that God has given us the authority to break those curses in your life, to break his authority in your life. The problem that we have as Americans is, uh, one, that whole idea of rugged individualism. You know, if we're going to do something, we're going to do it ourselves. But I'm telling you what happens in the body of Christ is God desires uh, 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 for us to be involved with one another. And it's often the gifting and the ministry that God's put in the body of Christ that will bring your freedom. And you got to give place to that. Here we are in the 21st century, and we're trying to um, come out of years of tradition. We were talking about the other night in our uh, uh, staff meeting. Uh, America is filled with consumer-driven Christianity. You know, it's almost like... 
Some people come as if you're going to a theater and seeing a show. But the reality of it is, what God's going to reveal in the day is the spiritual forces that are against us, the, 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 the battle that we're in, the kingdom of heaven that suffers violence, the weapons of our warfare, all of these things are going to become a, a, a part of our everyday existence in the kingdom. And they have to be a part of our services. They have to be. Because you can't, it's, it's, a, it's a crime when we have so much authority and the power of God in our lives, and yet people come and go oppressed in the house. It should not, it should not be. It should be that every time there's a spirit of oppression in this house, it's challenged. That, that the body of Christ stands up. I, I just, I, you know, you look at the ministry of Jesus. When a devil showed up, or when Jesus showed up where there was a devil, there was a commotion. I mean, they'd flop on the ground, they'd all kinds of things. And, and uh, when, when he shows up to the gathering, the great thing, the amazing thing, I, this, this man had a legion of devils, but those devils could not stop him from kneeling at the feet of Jesus. And the only thing that the devils could say is, can we go here? Yeah. You know, so, again, uh, God in the body of Christ, he set up uh, uh, freedom. You say, well, you know, it says, these signs shall follow them that believe, right? In my name, in my name, they're going to do all kinds of things, but in my name, they will cast out devils. And well, you, now you're getting all Hollywood. No, it's, it's a reality of the spiritual world around us. And, we're, and God's going to reveal it, and he's gonna, he's gonna, we, we're going to have to embrace it. The thing that we have, the issue of our life, let me see if I can stand without fainting here. Uh, the issue that we have in our life in America is we are so uh, uh, sensationalized. We've got a view of demonic uh, um, possession as some Hollywood horror movie. And so we don't recognize that when it's, you know, when we're faced with it in our own lives because we're thinking of some, you know, we're in that season again where I don't get, I don't get it. God, I'm not even going to say God love you or bless you, even though he does. But I cannot take horror movies. I can't even take the commercials. I mean, I don't understand that. There's a spiritual uh, wickedness behind that that is a deception. I'm telling you, the enemy is the art. He is the master liar. He's the father of all lies. His, his rule is ruled by deception in our life. He deceives us. And the idea, you know, we see that obvious blood and gore, and it's like if you're if you're at all, I, I just... You should be turned off by it. But, but what happens is we think that is the uh, sum total of the enemy's camp. And really what the scripture says, and I want to read it for you here, and this might shock some of you, but I want you to understand this. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, but I will continue, verse number 12, to do what I'm doing in order to deny the opportunity 
of those who want an opportunity to be regarded as equals in what they must boast about. He says, for such people, he's talking about false prophets. He says, for such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Satan can disguise himself as an angel of light. If you're going to resist the devil and have him flee from you, you've got to be able to recognize him. Right? And, and, and some of you today, if you don't, you, you hang around. Stick around. Man, we're gonna, we're, what I want to do is expose those works. Not, not, you know, so that we're devil chasers. I don't care to be a devil chaser. I want God's freedom in our lives. I want you to be free. And you, you may think, well, you know, I just want to come and, you know, be religious. Well, that's fine, but if you're going to come here and be religious, uh, man, I want, I want your eyes to be open to the spiritual world around you and to see that the battle is real. And, and, and that the enemy of our soul can deceive. And not everybody, not everybody, be careful. I'm not criticizing and, and you know, God gives the wisdom. But Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, he said, man, he said, there's false apostles. You know, there, there's people out there. He said, he, you know, they're disguising themselves. He says, uh, as apostles, he said, no wonder for Satan disguises He's a master of deception. He's an angel of light. What he will do in your life is come alongside as your friend. What he'll do is become and desire to be your main counselor. To give you good advice. Let me tell you what the enemy will declare is, and eventually his desire is to isolate you. I'm here to tell you what, being isolated... Is not something that God is speaking into your life. We need one another. It's okay to go on vacation for a little while, right? But man, oh man, it, it, there's nothing like the fellowship of the body of Christ. It is, it is you, you know, here I am, however many years, and in, in pastor in the church, but my, my, the safety of my life is being in fellowship with the body of Christ. We get so many in our day, again, because of the deception of the enemy. You know, I, I love, you know, hunting seasons coming up. I love being out, out in the woods. I love, you know, traipsing over smaller mountains now, uh, even some flatland. Uh, but I, I just enjoy being out there. I enjoy seeing the sun come up or a sunset and just all of that stuff. And, and there are some people that have been deceived to believe that that is where God's presence is. Now, the reality is, He's everywhere. You know, and you can look at the beauty of creation, but I'm going to tell you what, viewing the beauty of creation is not going to cause you to live in freedom. You can enjoy the moment, and again, get away, and, and you know, I, I like to be in a quiet place once in a while, and that's a great thing to do, but you will find 
and, and, and it's funny, it, it, it takes a while, you'll find that at the end of the day, you can pursue that for years and years and years, and it doesn't bring lasting peace. It says here, it says, uh, finishing the scripture that I was reading in Corinthians, so it is no great thing if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their destiny shall be or will be according to their works. Deception is around. Say, well, how do you, how do you um, uh, prevent deception in our life? We're all, don't, don't think that it can't happen to you or me. Again, the reason and the only safety for me is to be around people of like precious faith. That every spirit is said, let the, try every spirit. Don't just, oh, somebody said that. You know, it's, it's God love you. You know, some of you swallow hook, line, and sinker, everything that's posted on Facebook. Give me a break. You know, there's, there's spirits out there, literally, I guarantee you, that are just out there to stir you up. And some of the best things you could do is just shut it off. Be in our prayer meeting, be in our extended worship, fast with us, find the mind of God, be with people of like precious faith. Let your uh, thoughts be challenged and see, I, I, I was oppressed, I didn't even know it. I didn't know it was so normal, a part of me. I thought it was my own self-talk. When in reality, when when the light was turned down, when truth was revealed, I realized that it wasn't me speaking. That my counselor in certain areas of my life, and I'm talking as a believer, that I got counsel from different places, that I thought it was my own And I realized it was the enemy that I've allowed to speak. But how do you you allow the enemy to speak into your life? There's only one way. And that is if you believe something that's not true. If you believe something that's a lie, the enemy has an open door to begin to just expand on. When they come and accuse Jesus of being Beelzebub, this demonic prince, Jesus said, he said, no, he said, uh, the devil has no part of me. Nothing. What an incredible statement. You know, we have to, we have to fight. We've got to fight every day. You know that? Why, in James it says, resist the devil and he'll flee. I'd like to say that I resisted him back in 1984 and he's gone forever. But the truth is, he showed up yesterday. And to, and, and to resist him again. And to speak truth again. And, and, and to repent again. The idea of, of uh, being a one-time show and then it's... Forever, I'm telling you, there is a battle for you that's going on. And you've got to realize that you've, you've got to be engaged. Or your purpose, God calling you to the body of Christ, will be, can, can be thwarted. But we're going to do everything in our power. 
everything in the power of God in our lives to declare good things and, and God things and, and, to, and, and for him to be exposed that uh, his devices that we're not ignorant against of them. There are so many things that uh, seem so innocent, but yet it gives place uh, to the enemy of our, our soul. I, I got to tell you, you know, I love good music. And not all country and western music bad, but it's not all good. You know, not all rock and roll is bad. But I'm going to tell you what, there's some of it that has a message that's absolutely from the pit of hell. I don't care how great the beat is. There was a song I loved. The song is "Give Me the Beat Boys." I always thought that was "Give, Give Me the Beach Boys." <laughs> I sang it, "Give Me the Beach Boys" for years, and Rachel said, "Dad, it's beat." It's what I say it is, is what I told her. But give me the beat, boys, that freed my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Oh, man, a great, I, I love the melody. It's a catchy tune. Never thought I'd preach it. But there ain't a beat from any song that's ever freed my soul. Think about what... The lyrics say, well, it's so innocent, and it's good, and it's fun, and you get out there and woohoo, dance, and you can do all that, but I'm telling you, it's a damning message when people believe that some, you know, uh, uh, a beat from a music or some rock and roll is going to free your soul. The reality is your soul and my soul needs to be in freedom, but it's never going to be music that does that. The freedom, the beat that brought freedom into my life was the beat of God's heart. It was literally Christ on a cross, His heart beating the last drop of blood flowing for my freedom. That's what brought freedom to my soul. Wow, it's just fun and yeah, oh Boy, you got to be careful. I'm just, I'm just saying, be, an, be aware of, 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 of the, the spiritual wickedness around us that comes alongside at a good time and fun. Don't you know the enemy uh, offers us a good time? He does. And the sad part of it is some of it is a good time. In the moment. The pleasures of sin can, can be in the moment. Pleasure. But it always, it always ends up and heartache and hurt. That's why God says don't do certain things. Because in the end it's going to hurt you. So the idea of the enemy of my soul and yours. He wants us to live wounded. He wants us to be hurt. He wants us to be without freedom. He wants us to be looking in other directions than the direction we should be to be free. And what we do is, uh, believers that are filled with the Spirit, we resist Him and He flees. How do you resist Him? You resist Him by knowing what's true. You resist Him by being around the body of Christ and having people speak into your life. You resist Him by not isolating yourself. 
You resist him by being filled with the Spirit. You know what it is with the uh, extended worship, uh, tarrying, just being in the presence of God. What do you, why? You know, does he have a time clock? No, but I tell you something, we live in a world that drains us. And, uh, you know, it, God love you. Some of you are going to go home tonight and it's, today, and it's not going to be anything for you to sit for three hours and watch a football game. I got no problem with that. Hey, here's another thing. Rugby is a real sport. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. I'll tell you later. We watched some rugby out of that. That was awesome. And uh, anyway, uh, but the idea of uh, of uh, you know something that you just you're drawn to your team's playing. You're going to sit there and you'll even endure the commercials and the stupid halftime show and all that stuff just to watch this thing. And, and you can't give God an hour? Think about it. Do I need to? Man, I'm going to tell you something. We're pulled. And, and to be filled with the Spirit. When you're full, there's no room for anything else. Right? When the enemy comes knocking on your door and you're full. And, and the, the commandment is for us to be filled. The idea... Of, uh, of uh, you know, that one time I received the Holy Ghost so many years ago, and that, that's a one, one and done, and that's not true. That's not true. He wouldn't have told the church, be filled with the Spirit. In other words, you come into a, a, a service like this, and God love you, all of us in the same boat, living in the same world, dealing with, you know, the same spiritual wickedness all around us, it wears on us. That's why it says so much more as you see the day approaching that we ought to be in fellowship with one another. We've lost the art of just being able to tarry for a little while. And the, and the extended worship or in our fast is a time. I, you don't have to um, uh, go cold turkey if you're fasting for the three days. You don't have to just stop everything. But do something. Something that matters. I mean, don't give up popcorn for three days. Give up something that matters. You know, shut off the television for three days. Stay off the internet for three days. Can you imagine doing that for three days? Do something that matters. Why? So that you can... Your, your spirit can be quieted down so that you can get in a place where God can speak to you. So that you can be filled with his spirit. So that you, the enemy doesn't have any part of you. And the idea, where am I? Whew, getting stronger as I go. The idea of resisting him and him fleeing, that's a great thing for those of us that, that know how to connect with God with him. But there are those of you here today that you, you don't, no fault of your own, there's a growth process that takes place. Uh, that he has uh, hooks in you. And there's, there's nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed about. Because every human being faces the same thing. 
And what the grace of God and the greater grace in our lives is he's given us authority to lay hands on you and cast and tell devils you don't belong here anymore. And at least give you the room to get up and breathe. That's what happens. But it, it has to be, you have to be in agreement with what's going on. If there's a besetting, habitual thing that's going on in your life that you seem to have no control over, you know what you need to do? You need to, you need to not, I don't need you to confess to everybody, but there's certain uh, brethren here, elders that I'm going to name in the future, but it, you, you know them, they're always up here praying. If you see somebody up here praying, uh, it says, these signs shall follow them that believe. I have a PhD in devil casting out. You don't need a PhD. You need to have faith. You need to believe God, you need, and you need to do it not to be a, you know, I see these guys, and I don't mean to criticize anybody, but they got this, I'm a devil chasing, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, great. I, I, I don't prefer, you know, whatever. We do this because we want you to be free. Love is the motive. Not, not power, but love. It's not, I'm going to show the devil that we're stronger. I could care less. You take Jesus out of our lives and we're, we're a puddle. Right? So Jesus can show the devil anything he wants. What, we want, what we're doing is, I want my brothers and sisters to walk in freedom. Why? Because that's what he's called us to. And so when, when you come up, and if you have a habitual besetting sin in your life, we're going to name that thing. You're, you're, but you're going to have to be in agreement with it. You know, again, you don't have to do it all. Find somebody you trust. And, and, and um, what has to happen, though, is for you to be free, is you, the agreement is, God, I don't want this. I don't want this to be a part of my life anymore. I want to be free from it. And, and when that, you know what that really is called? That's called repentance. One of the great experiences of our life, you know, there's, a, there's a, several, a continual, but, but, but when you come to a faith in God and knowing that he is real, that's an incredible thing. That's a powerful, when you, when you literally have an encounter with him, I mean, how many of you have had an encounter with Jesus? That's, a, that's an incredible thing. And, and then uh, I did long before I ever knew him. I had an encounter with him. And then, and then I came to a place in my life because somebody preached the gospel that I literally uh, uh, made a choice that, God, I'm, my life is going to be yours. That was another incredible, incredible experience. And that act of repentance, Lord, my life is yours. God, forgive me. Lord, I, I just had somebody talking to me the other day. He said, there's some things in my life. Um, they didn't come to this church. He said, I just want to repent of them. Yes. God can do something with a repented spirit. That is, that is God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. When you live a repented life, that's humility. You know what that's saying? That you don't have it all together. That, that God, I need you every day. I, I'm telling you, 
Repentance is a part of my life every day. Every day. Well, don't you have it together yet? Nope. Don't you expect to have it together? Yep. When my day is done here. When, when my life is over. Right? But as long as I'm wrestling against this flesh, the humility that God demands is that I don't do my own thing, but God, my struggle is I do your thing. So you live that repented life. You come up and you, you make that declaration that, hey man, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm, I'm suffering, I've got these thoughts. I, I, depression can be a spiritual oppression. If you have thoughts of suicide, oh, that doesn't happen. Come on, man. The devil, I, I, I could ask, if I ever thought of suicide, let me just ask, tell you, if I ever thought of it, yes. It was like, where did that come from? For me. Like, yeah, but wouldn't it be easier if we just, oh, yeah, where did that come from? Well, what is it? The enemy's always probing. The scripture says you take on the whole armor of God. Right? So we could stand in, in the fiery darts that he throws at us. There is, a, there is a, 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 a piece of armor called the shield of faith that the Bible says it quenches all the fiery darts of the enemy. What's that mean? It means he's constantly throwing things into our... What are those fiery darts? Those are thoughts. See if you can get one to stick... That you're of no value, nobody cares, people are using you, you can't trust these guys, you can't, come on, man, I know, because the enemy's spoken those things. You got to watch this one, and you think it's just experience and, and all of this, in reality, it's an oppression trying to separate you from the very things that's going to bring healing. So, my declaration today. Church, resist the devil. God, he is a... Can't wait to see that it all come to an end. But right now, he is a force that we have to endure and, and, and engage. And we can't belittle it and think it's no big deal. It is. We have to be sober-minded. But we resist the devil... And he flees. And those that are coming in um, that are going to need deliverance and healing, and, and, and uh, it's not that big of a deal. It's not going to be a Hollywood show. It's literally speaking a word over your life. And you coming into an agreement with it. And then you living a life of repentance so that that spirit doesn't come back. There it is. I waited three weeks to preach that. Yeah, don't give place to him. Don't give place to him. Let the Spirit of God be the very thing that you pursue. Let his presence, let his word in your life be that that, that becomes the focus. If all you do is seek pleasure, you're going to be deceived. Nothing wrong with pleasure. But man, if that's your priority, it's going to draw you to a place that you shouldn't be going. 
But may you seek the kingdom of God. And you know what there is? There's righteousness, there's peace, and there's joy. And that is not just for the moment. But that is something that God wants us to walk in every day of our life. Stand with me. This morning. Thank the Lord for his goodness. There's nothing wrong with me saying I need some help. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with, uh, and, and I say it, it's not, and I don't, I don't mean to criticize anybody, we're not talking a, a Catholic confessional where you come in and you, you know, I'm going to confess all my sin and you're going to tell me what to do. I'm not talking about that because you have an advocate with a father. You go right straight to him. Not the, it's not you need it. You don't need anybody else. But what what you do need is when you get in a place where there's a strong hold in your life, where there's an oppression that's constant. He hides and thrives in darkness. But when you're able to sh- confess that, confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another, when you're able with humility say, "Well, my, I don't want nobody to know what's going on in my life." And as long as you keep hiding it, it keeps growing. But when you have the courage and humility to, to tell a brother or a sister, man, would you pray for me? Let me say this. Don't grab somebody who has the same issue that you do. Find somebody that you, you, you see Jesus in. Find somebody that you see as an overcomer. Find somebody that you know is gifted. And again, I'm going to, in the next few weeks, we're going to lay some hands on some people and and speak that blessing over them so you know who to go to. But this morning, before you go, I I know, you know, there's needs. There's needs of healing, deliverance here today. We want to pray for you. We want to see God move in your life. It just, just you to be an overcomer. It's his will. So as we pray this prayer and sing this song, I want you to come up and uh, a couple of your elders come up here and, and just be up hanging out up here. If you need prayer for anything, you uh, as soon as Moses is done, you come on up. So, I had a dream this morning and uh, hear pastor preaching, you know, and just turned me up. So the dream that I had is like this, right? I was being held hostage, me and my family, right? By this couple guys. So they were, and all of a sudden we went to someone else's house. They want to, uh, you know, rob the stuff that was inside of the house. But, but here's the thing, what got me, right? I was being held hostage, but the reality was I, was, I, I had a phone in my pocket that I could use anytime. Right, and they were not saying anything like you know. Uh, let's use Hollywood, right? When you're hostage, you, you, you don't allow to talk to each other. You, you, they bind you, like you're tied up, and you, you know they terrorize you. I was being holding hostage, but I didn't have any. It was nothing actually holding me hostage. The reality was this, right? It was nothing holding me hostage. I was being holding hostage by my, by my own thought, but by, by not 
exercise the power that I had because I was free. I had a phone in my pocket. I, was, I thought about it, call the cops. I thought about it, run. I thought about it, grab those guys because they were just walking around in front of us. It was, it was five or six people in a house and, and, and it was just in my mind. I was hustling in my mind. So as pastor was speaking today, I said, what came to me is like, this is us. We don't know the authority and power that we have. We walk around thinking the enemy has all above us. It's like putting pressure on us because we don't exercise what we have. We didn't pull out our phone and, and, and call for help. We don't, don't uh, lift it up our heads, right? We have that, guys. If we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, if we believe in God, we have, we have that power. The enemy has no power of you. All I need to do is just to scream or jump or take my phone or call the cops. But because I believe, that I didn't have that I didn't use so if you're here and you believe that you have that come up to the front too that we're going to break that off of you too right we will set you free from that kind of mindset that you ought to be oppressed that you have the, that the devil has have authority over you you come over come forth we will pray for you and you break that power of darkness over you also okay in Jesus name for Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.